Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kipley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. So I'm really excited today to speak with a friend, a friend with a voice, and particularly an older adult person using her voice and her life to say to other women like herself, hey, we're here, we have the impact, we have a voice in this society, we still have much life and purpose. And so I'm really excited to invite Ms. Ati Jackson to the care pod. So thank you so much for sitting with me today and having a conversation. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. This is a so, constant need. Absolutely. So let's chat. Let's let's go in. Tell me, are you are you comfortable um, sharing your age, stage of life, kind of what you're into these days? Well, I am 69 years old. I'll be 70 years old in June 10th, 2024 which I'm grateful for because looking at society the way it is today, it's a blessing to be alive every day. It's a, it's a gift just to be alive. It's a gift just to have another opportunity to thank the Lord. I am a Christian. Um, that's my whole life. Uh, in my opinion, the Bible is a living, breathing organism, and that's what I live by. I think that we have every right to be successful and to live according to the Word of God. That's my daily confession. I don't think that once you reach a certain age that, that um, defines you as far as your vigor or your concerns or you're making an impact. I think it can still be done. It talks about the older women talking to the younger women to give them some advice. I remember when I was 27 and there was some kind of workshop. I was working for a mortgage company and they were, I saw a lot of ladies, they were nearing 40 and they were getting depressed and sad about you no know, reaching that number 40. And now some woman came there, I forgot her name, but she just said, it doesn't even matter. You know, you could start something new when you're that age. They, they were acting like, oh man, I was 20. I was like, oh man, is something gonna happen to you? You know, when you get bored, like what, what is this? And it, it really, it's your vigor, your 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 own vigor, whatever's on the inside. And if, if your father's house where everybody just got old, went home and sat down, you can break that cycle yourself. You know, you can just say, I'm, this is not the route I'm going. There's so much, there's such vast opportunity, even in the word of God, even just sharing it, you know, that it's somebody that never knew about Christ, know about him. That's that's a, that's something to do right there. That's impactful right there, whether you have a message or not. You know, there's some mission, I think, for every person that's here. Yeah, and I, I really like what you said about the, that and right in there's power in that to say how do you define how do you define what age looks like and so you know at 69 going into 70 to say hey you know i am doing all the things i'm teaching i'm looking back and looking to my uh younger generation to to give back to them to sow to them to say you know this is the path that uh, that uh, yeah. you should take. What has been your greatest life, life lesson so far? I think I, I think I'm still learning this lesson is to um, give people the benefit of the doubt, even if you've been, you know, misled by them or hurt by them. I just told this to my grandson, I, who I'm raising right now. I just said this to him, I think it was yesterday, that God made all people. 
even the people that make mistakes, and we all make mistakes, we're all flawed in some way, but even if they do something, and he said, what if they do something like really horrible? And that's true, God still made that person. And God's arms are still wide open to receive that person. If they come and seek forgiveness, because the Bible says if you confess your sins, I am faithful and I'm just. You don't have to worry about coming, like be like the particle song, is my dad gonna take me or not? He's gonna, God's gonna say, come on, you know, you did that was wrong, that was really, really horrible, but I'm here to, to clean you up. I remember distinctly when I um, was having a divorce, I just, the first words I said to God was, Lord, rinse my heart out with your blood, because if you don't, I'm going to hate. So I need your blood to come and to start washing me right now. Wow. I need, I, I need that, Lord, because I know what it's going to, it's going to close me up. I'm not, I won't be boisterous. I won't help anybody. I'll just be a shell. So I need you to, and the blood of Jesus is just something that I'm on a mission for. That's, that's my mantra is, you know, during your divorce, you ask the, the blood to come in and yes. kind of wash you yes. so that bitterness, no seeds mm -hmm. of bitterness, resentment, yes. anger, all of that can be mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. bound. So I want to pivot some, you know, I, I primarily wanted to bring you on as this here vital older adult person approaching her 70th milestone, but also now walking this journey as mother, I guess, essentially raising yes. your grandchild. So please share that personal journey with our CarePod audience. There are a lot of grandparents that are raising young adult children, you know, elementary age, toddler, and that has to be life-changing in and of itself. So speak to that decision. Yeah. Tell me about that journey for you. And I'm always, that has yeah. kept you young, essentially. Yes, <laughs> it has. It has. <laughs> it has. It really has. I, I've had Isaac for eight years. I got him at nine months. And I, I prayed for him because he was in an environment that he did not need to be in. Uh, my son is his dad and his uh, estranged girlfriend is his mom. And um, I just saw his life being able to go down unless he was with me in a Christian environment. So, I mean, it it has cost me a great deal financially to keep him. They're always back and forth in the courts trying to take him away from me. But I, I believe that God wanted him to be my assignment. So, but uh, it's like a second chance. I mean, I put all, I hear, I hear people say this, oh, I did all I could to all I know and understand. I taught my son Christ. He grew up in Christ. He knew Christ. And it wasn't like a bow beating over your head. He just grew in God. I've seen the hand of God move in his life. I've seen the hand of God work on him. I've seen him prophesy. I've seen the spirit of God upon him. Those things that he's running for in this other world that he chooses to be in. I don't think my grandson should have to suffer that. You know, his mom doesn't really want to be a mom. She's estranged. And so she's not capable of even taking care of him. So I just kept saying to the Lord, God, just if you would just bring him to me, then when you bring him to me, I need you to grace me for the assignment. And, wow. and that's what he said. Like, I, I think that in the assignment, I felt like I kept saying to the Lord, I feel like you're giving me a second chance. I don't know how what great error I did by presenting you to my son that I was raising that he chose the world as opposed to choosing you. And I guess I heard people get to that place where they just are running from God. And um, my prayer for my son is all is continues that Lord, whatever circle he's going in, may he end up right back in your face. May he say the full circle, all that he may experience out there, may he end up right back in your face. It turns out that both of them got in, in the same kind of trouble and ended up in prison for two years. So I, 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 um, 
he my my grandson was with the girl's mother initially her stepmother her stepmother notified me and said because of the dynamics of her life she wasn't going to be able to take him so then i had to do something that i really didn't want to do i had to ask my ex if he could take isaac for a couple of weeks because i was a manager in the mortgage industry at the time i had to make arrangements for daycare every little thing in my mind had to start changing so I either get daycare, I had to make sure that I'm, my pickup times were him going to be ready. I needed help. I you know, it, and this is so beautiful to me. When I came, when I had, when I first got Isaac, there was a couple that was in our church. Um, they had one son. I think he was in high school in tenth or eleventh grade somewhere. They came to me the very first Sunday that I brought Isaac to church. The elders laid, I uh, lifted him up to Christ and prayed over him. But then a couple in our church came over. They sent me a text while church was going on saying, "Can we please?" help out with Isaac, can we please? And to this day, they are in his life. They, they, she, I had, had she's not uh, capable of uh, having kids. To this day, they are in his life. I mean, she is wow. artistic, very crafty and knows how to do things. Isaac is at their house just about every weekend. They love him with the love of God like I've never seen. It's not pretend. And the, the reason that people are so amazed by us is because they're not black people. And so it just, it just is amazing. And it's it's genuine. And it's yeah, love. it's just pure, pure love, you know. I and, mean, there, and it when, also speaks to having a ram in the bush. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, sorry to interrupt you, but it, no, yeah, no, no problem. No, so, yeah, that's the so truth. Beautiful, so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. My so my great my other concern. Mm, you had him from nine months. I have exactly. nine months, and so I had to get daycare. I mean, I've seen him from, he's in third grade now. He's eight years old right now, uh, and he's going to fourth grade. Um, he has been diagnosed with ADHD, but I don't receive that in in the fact that he's crippled with it, you know. So, yeah, he's going to manage it, and he's doing, he's very, very smart. But this is something that the doctor told me that I agree with and that we pray about all the time. You know, when you, I feel like he's been robbed of parents. I mean, he, and when he goes to school, sometimes he'll say to me, um, Mom, everybody has a mother and dad but me. And I'll say, no, that's not true. You do have parents. They're just not in your life right now because they have to get their own lives together. Uh, and he'll say, and, I, and I'll ask him sometimes, do you want me to go out of my way to see if you can go? He goes, oh, no, I don't want to leave. I just wish they would call me or sometimes because he'll call for months and weeks and sometimes he'll get an answer, sometimes he won't. And when he does, they'll make promises that they don't keep. So he's kind of immune himself to that. But I believe in my heart, when the doctor said he was, there's two emotional holes in him. Like like he's very tearful. Sometimes he's very emotional. For the most part, he's a happy, happy-go-lucky kid. But every now and then he'll say to me, Mom, thank you so much for letting me stay with you. Or then he'll, he'll just be tearful. And I can understand that because my mom did not say one word to me about who my dad was until I was 60 years old. And I begged for that. It was like, can you please just tell me something like who it is or what it is or what? I want to know why I'm the kind of person that I am. If you would give me some information, so she said, "Oh, I thought I told you." She, she said, "Oh, I thought I told you a long time ago." I said, "No, you never have." She said, "I thought I gave you a picture of your dad." I said, "No, if I would really remember that." She goes, "No." I she goes, "Well, uh, your dad was very um, knowledgeable, very a business person. He was kind of like a Don King back in the day. He had the process. He was very nice looking man, and everybody was after him. They thought he was so cute." And so she said. And I, I had to get this. She said it was kind of like a one night stand. But then I always wondered why, like, what was it about me? I'm like, my mom gave me to my aunt who again couldn't have kids when she was young. So my aunt named me after her. 
And then there was a big argument about my, I, she stole the mom's baby, so my mom gave it back to her. So every summer, I would go to my aunt's and stay at her for, for the summer because she had a business. And then I'd have to go back to my mom for the school year. I had two older sisters. They both got pregnant in high school. My brain said, mm-mm, that's what, I, I don't know, I'm not going to do it. So I, I was very closed when it came to running behind boys and all that. I didn't have time for that because I saw what my sisters were going through and how they had to get out of school, get a job, you know, find a babysitter, do all that. And sometimes the babysitter was me, you know, so I yeah. So, so my and my mom said she was with that. Your dad was that kind of person. He was like a Don King. He was like a, a promotional person, always doing stuff. I finally found when I got married. Um, it was October twenty second. I, I can't find the year for, for the life of me, but um, I'll never forget. A lady sent me a letter before I got married, and she said, "I'm your sister. Um, you don't know me." And um, she starts sending me stuff, telling me something. She goes, "Here's here's our dad's name." And um, she goes, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's passed away, but I wanted to, I've been trying to connect with you forever. So we connected. She came to my wedding. You know, she showed me other wow. family. She had two twin granddaughters, beautiful girls. And so they came. And then when I was getting out of town from when the divorce was going on, I lost touch with her. She told me about how she had heart, a heart condition, you know, that she was working with. And she worked with people, again, with seniors. That was something that she was a nurse. And all this. So it was really good, really a good conversation, but I've lost, I've lost touch with her. But it that was great. That I was really glad about that. Once I got to Jacksonville, my mom lived in St. Augustine, which is about 30 minutes away. I would constantly say, you know, can you give me some, you know, some more information? And she would say, well, that's all I got. She finally got to the place where she said, you know what? Every kid should know their dad. But it took that long for that revelation to come to her. It was everything was hush-hush and secrecy, and she didn't want me to know. But um, she met uh, my dad through my aunt who she gave me to and my, she had sworn my aunt to secrecy so she wouldn't really tell me anything either but that's how I got the story so my 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 whole mindset kind of changed once I got that information but I never met him or saw him but I did meet my sister who came there you know came to my wedding so. wow impactful caregiving begins with you Become an educated and empowered caregiver to best serve the one you love. Impactful Caregiving offers online geriatric certification, personally curated items for the older adult person in our caregiver shop, Jerry telehealth options, and of course, your personal dose of inspiration here on the Care Pod. Go to impactfulcaregiving.com Wow. So I, I, when, I when, you speak of, when you speak of the second chance now, right? Yeah. Like the parallels between you now as a grandmother raising your son's child mm-hmm. that is essentially estranged from your grandson and you mm-hmm. yourself being estranged from your own kind of parental roots and yes felt feeling tossed and fro. Yeah. Um, how have you reconciled that pain? And also I sense that you give thanks because you are given an opportunity to give love now through this yes. child. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My great, I am a prayer warrior. That's, and I, I people, and I know I'll quote it and say, oh, if you're saved, you should always pray. But I know how to connect with God to get in his presence and I empty out. That's God's mind. I I need a I would like to have a regular one, 
if I could afford it, but God is my, Jesus is my therapist. You know what I'm saying? That's because I'm very, one thing I learned about God early in my salvation life is this. He just wants you to tell him the truth, whatever that is. Now, if, if the truth is that I'm pissed off, he wants you to, he, he doesn't care if you say that. If the truth is that I can't stay in this person or they said this about me, you can, you can tell him that. And then he does something on the inside to heal that or to correct that. So my whole life, when we were going through this, there were, it was just a big, big, we were in a big church. I mean, I just, it, it was just flying everywhere. Everybody had an opinion about what was going to happen to Ozzy and Ronnie. Like, who's, who, what can we believe? Because the woman that he was messing around was right in the church as well. It was just, whoo, it was amazing. When I look back now, it's like someone trying to write this book. I'm saying, God, some of the stuff I can't even remember is like, wow, I got over that. That was, that happened, you know, it, but, but it was because of God to me is uh, real. That was the song that I got saved off of that song that, uh, how God, how real God is. He is a, he is real and his word is real. When I pray and I see God answer prayer, I, it just confirms that to me. And don't get me wrong. I mean, there are times when I'm like, oh God, what's, what's happening? You know, it's, it's taking so long. It seems like it's not going to happen, but he always comes through because he's faithful to his word. He cannot go back on his word. So once we get that word and can constantly keep that word, Right now in my life, I'm leaning on God because of who he is. In First Chronicles chapter 29, verses 10 through 14, it talks about who he is, how he is the victory. He is the greatness. It is, it's in his hands to give power and might. It's in his hands to make great. He is a ruler over all. So this situation, God, whatever's going on with this book and all the finances that's needed for it, I'm just doing what you said. I'm just doing, I try, I said, I try to get out. I tried to get out. I tried not to do it. And you blocked that. You fixed that. You turned it around some other kind of way. So I'm just here to do whatever you want me to do. And there, there, another confession that I always use is that, God, whatever assignment that you've given the Holy Ghost today to do through me, I welcome the instruction. I want to do what you say. I want to, I want to follow your instructions. So put it before me, and I will do it no matter what it looks like. I, I, I'm very, uh, like, I'm like analytical, like, oh, let me see. I don't think that will work, God. But now it's like, Lord, okay, in these times, I think the best thing for all of us as Christians is to stay in his presence as to stay on our knees saying, Lord, it's just you. You have to do it through me or it's not going to get done. And yeah. I believe that right through here, he wants to do the supernatural through us. We're, we're entitled to. And miracles should be happening through us every day. So how do you partner with God to make sure that your grandchild you know, doesn't suffer the the personal trauma, if you will. Yeah, like you know, clearly he's suffering a trauma. Yeah, from, for obvious reasons. So, I, how do you how do you partner with God to make sure that he does grow up having an open heart and, yeah. like, using yeah. your words, giving his own parents the benefit of the doubt? Yes, I say to that to him constantly because sometimes he'll say, "I don't want to call. I don't. I don't want to call, or I don't want to talk to them." So my last conversation about that was this. God loves everybody, Isaac. Even though they're doing wrong or they might make you feel bad, he loves them so and he loves you too. He doesn't want you to hold anything in your heart because here's a scripture that tells us if we have iniquity in our heart, which is bad stuff, we're not going to get our prayers answered. And we need our prayers answered. Yeah. The desire, the things that you hope for, the things that you're asking God to do for you, you don't want that blocked up. So here's the prayer we're going to pray. In the Bible, it says you can ask for a clean heart and a right spirit. We Sometimes we don't always have that. So that's he gives us free course to say, ask me for it and I'll give it to you. And he'll say, and forgiveness is so important. 
It's, you don't want that. You'll be miserable, and the person's going to be going on doing whatever they want to do. You're sick in your heart because it just irks you when you see them, or it irks you when that phone rings and you don't want to talk to them. But you ask God to give you a clean heart and a right spirit, and you'll be able to pick up the phone call and say, hey, what you doing? Don't even try to ask questions about who did what went back there. No, you just, right now, my heart is clean, and how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving came, and his dad did call on the phone. And I said, Isaac, and the phone's ringing. Is your dad? He goes, mm. Isaac, do you just want to say, at least you can say Happy Thanksgiving? He goes, okay. So he got the phone. And, and, uh, the phone calls are always quick, fast, and hurry like that. So he goes, well, where are you guys going? So he said, well, we're on our way to uh, Auntie Marilyn's house, and while well, we're going to have Thanksgiving over there. He goes, oh, we'll just call to tell you Happy Thanksgiving. And I said, oh, okay. Happy Thanksgiving. I said, see, it's over. It wasn't like you were. He said, oh, okay. So you, but you want to make sure that you're clean inside. You're not holding anything. Then when he was rich, trying to reach his mom for months, and we just didn't hear from her. So he called. Well, he put the he he got her on the phone, and he said, "Oh, like what? Well, what were you doing?" She goes, "Oh, well, I, you know, it's busy. I got a job and all that." So he said, "Okay." So he said, "Well, call me." She said, "Well, I gotta call you back," and she never called back. So he said, "I said, Isaac, I said, um, you." He said, "I don't know. If she's telling the truth or not?" Because the initial response, I'll drop my phone in the toilet and. My phone was broken. I couldn't. He goes, so he, he said this to her. He goes, you know what? If I wish you wouldn't tell me that about your phone because I know a lot about the phones. Like, I can tell if you're on the phone. It'll say that you're active. I can see it from my, my mom's phone that she's letting me use. So if, if that's not the reason, don't tell me that it, it's your phone. And I thought to myself, this 8-year-old kid is deciphering this. He's very, very bright. So, um. She said, oh, okay, I, I won't say it, I won't say it, but I am busy, you know, and I'll, I'll call you back, that kind of thing. So I constantly tell her, I say, even last, I think it was like right after Thanksgiving, his dad was calling back again. I said, I, he goes, no, I don't. He said, he said, you know, I said, can you tell me, like, why don't you want to talk to your dad? And why don't you want to um, call, call your mom? He goes, uh, I'm not going to tell you already. I just don't even want to talk about it. He's been in therapy. He's in therapy now. But he, the therapist said to me, that his therapist that he had in first grade said, you know what? When I bring up family to Isaac, or when I, we try to have discussions like that, he says, I just don't even want to talk about it because it's all the pieces. My dad's somewhere there, and my mom's somewhere there, and uh, I just I just don't even want, it's just all broken up like that. He goes, all I have is my, my mom, mom, and that's all I want. I don't want to talk about it. So she didn't pressure him, you know, to speak about it. But the other night I said, you know, as I said, can you give me three reasons, like, why don't you want to call, talk to your dad? And he goes, Oh, okay, Mama. I thought I gave them to you before. I said, well, I must have forgot them. Can you just tell me what it is? I said, if you tell me what it is, then we'll know how to pray. So he said, well, number one, he's very disrespectful to you. Number two, wow. he doesn't, when he, whenever I do talk, sometimes he yells and screams and he starts cursing to all, to both of us. So that's bad. He goes, and I just, I just, I just don't want to. I, something, when he, it just makes me, inside of me, just like, I don't want to. He said, and, and that's, those are the reasons. I said, okay, well, thank you. I said, I'm not going to pressure you anymore. That's good. I said, that's, I know how to talk to God about it. I said, and you should talk to God about it too because you don't remember. You don't want your heart to be messed up. You don't want, I constantly put that in front of him so he'll know to keep on working on it. I said, there are adults that have held things in their hearts for 20 and 30 years and they're wondering why something hasn't broken them. We just have to let go. I said, and I know what you mean. It's hard. It's not a difficult thing. I said, but that's something that we have to stop saying. Don't incinerate hardness of it, center it on Lord help me of it, to center it on that part and to just ask God to help you, he will and so he's an old head because you know he missed with me so he's like <laughs> and he loves, he's very social like anytime he can get a chance to go somewhere he's ready to go, 
but uh, he's very bright and very uh, intuitive. Like he can pick up stuff really fast. Like he can tell one night when his his dad did call and his they're constantly saying, that's not your son. You know, you're not going to keep my son. And God only knows what environment my grandson would be in if he was with them because of the. Yeah. 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 I mean, they um, they called. Um, I don't know if you know this. I've been knowing Brittany since she was a child. Um, and I'm very close with her mom as well. So they and we used to all run track. My own son ran track with Brittany for years. And um, so, and what he didn't recognize that my ex would was hardly ever at the things. He would make sure that we get there. And but then he would have some always have somewhere to go. So. When all of this, this divorce and stuff was going on, I'll never forget Tosca was take him. Like, she would still take him with her to the track meets and stuff. He was still running track, still trying to do good. And um, she said, uh, he call, he would call her sometimes when he did was feeling bad and down about his dad. It was so much manipulation until, my thing is this too. I I was divorced. I had bad things that happened in my life, but you got to go on. You got to move on. It's everybody has. And I know that's, sometimes that sounds harsh and hard for people, but the bottom line, that's the truth. We've all had horrible experiences, terrible things have happened to us, but God has always proven to himself. He's never let us down. As long as we pour out to him, as long as we're honest with him, he's going to see it through. And it's sometimes, sometimes you have to huff your way through. And I'm, I'm, you, sometimes you have to cry all night through, but I will never forget how I was crying and crying and crying. Like, oh, God, how could this happen to me? We're just such you know, big deals in the church in Philadelphia and everybody knew you and my husband was known and everything, and he had a big, big family, you know. And those are the things that I craved when I was. I mean, it was the same thing. My mom was yeah and to be a part. And I was of like, oh, this is great, a big family. Yeah. This is gonna be just awesome. When it went, and but when you got in, and you found out it wasn't all that it was supposed to be. I mean, his mom wore black to our wedding. I didn't know that that meant anything horrible until my girlfriend told me after it was over. She goes, because her thing for him when he was a widow. When his wife passed away, his mom's plans with him was, okay, you just come and live with me and I'll help you raise the boys. No, don't get married, that kind of thing. Now, he, he was a grown man. He was like, oh, I'm not doing that, that kind of thing. So it was just like that. But um, And I I see that in even my grandson. He craves friendship. Like sometimes he'll come on and say, Isaac, did you? He'll take more than one snack. And I'll say, Isaac, he goes, well, I gave that to Tyler. I gave this to this one. I said, Isaac, I don't want to say, are they giving you anything? No, I'm saying, but I just want him to know that you can't buy friendship and you can't just let it happen organically like that. He'll yeah, say, and that he's special unto him. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I constantly say, you're great all by yourself. You're already great. Not to be arrogant, but you're great because of what God has already put in you. I said, you just show yourself friendly and you'll be, people will be friendly. He goes, yeah, that's what I'm doing. He goes, yeah, because Tyler's my friend. And, you know, he'll say, Elijah's my friend. Fortunately, he ran when he ran into Elijah. They have a similar situation. And Elijah's parents are split, so Elijah's half of the week he's with his mom, and the other half of the week he's with his dad. So him, him and that little boy Elijah, Elijah really connected. And that's why I asked God to give him right friends and things like that. It's just the whole dependence that God wants from us. That's what we have to do constantly. That's that's what I have to do. Anyways, I just have to, Lord, here's here's this coming when the tests come up and. The math, I don't know what, what they're talking about. Yeah, I asked to break it up in my mind, and God will give me. He'll say, Good, look it up here, and then I, I will be able to figure it out. And it's, and sometimes I don't say, my mom, you're so old, you don't understand it. Let me explain to you. <laughs> and, and he's, so, he's such an old head. So I said, okay, I said, oh, there, now it makes sense to me, that kind of thing. All the way through, I give God so much credit from when he was a baby. I mean, there were times when it was so cold, I didn't know what I was going to do. I'm trying to come down 
three flights of steps to get to the car so I could get them to, we up at 6.30 in the morning trying to get to the daycare center. I mean, I wasn't even used to, I was living my own life before. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and look the at bottles and pampers and, your life. you know. Yes. Yes, it changed and, and I think that's such, a, that's such a testimony to so many grandparents out there mm -hmm. that are weary in that. Mm -hmm. But you encourage them to say, yeah. look at your fruit. You know, yes. this this child is going to yeah. raise up to honor you yeah. uh, with his own life and his own endeavors, et cetera, yeah. as a result of what you're pouring yeah. into him. So that that is just so beautiful. How are you keeping yourself well? How are you, you know, do I, you have times where you say, I, you know what, I want to be healthy and vital and alive as he ages with me? Well, you know what, uh, what, are, what are you doing? A couple gave me a uh, exercise bike, so I do get on that. I walk a lot, uh, and I'm 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 vegan uh, most of the time. You know, okay, I'm, yeah. Every nice. now and then, like I I cheat, but for the most part, on a daily basis, it's vegetables and salads. Or um, my doctor did tell me when I had went completely with no meat at all. He said to me for me to come off of that and just be um, they call it I can be a pescatarian. So I have to. I eat seafood. Most of most meat that I eat is seafood. Um, like for the holiday, I did him a small piece of turkey just because it was Thanksgiving. But but right. I really don't do that. I just try to keep myself mobile, and I keep I try to keep my mind mobile. Like I stay trying to find out this or that. And because I'm at the church, I'm responsible for the children's ministry. I'm always you know I'm busy. I'm not like I'm not like a, you can't slow me down. I got to keep going. I got to keep moving. And that's honestly, yeah, yeah. So. That's the my that I have is that you're never too old. That when they say age is just a number, you know, it is, you know. And I think we messed, human beings have done this. Oh, you look, you don't look like you're 69. Well, who knows what that's supposed to look like, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't look like yeah. you're 25. Who knows what 25 is supposed to look like, you know? Yes, it's just a, yeah. um, taking care of the temple that God has given you. Just to, I drink a lot of water, you know. Um, I don't really do a whole bunch of cooking for the most part because Isaac likes chicken nuggets. Hot dogs, corn dogs, like and every now and then he'll eat some vegan food. But um, and we, uh, I just try to, st and I stay again. This is my mantra. Like you, every little thing I put in my mouth, like God, I need you to touch this. Please don't let this hurt me. That's what I say. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so beautiful. If Isaac were in the room, what would he say about his grandmother? He would say, "All she does is pray." <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes she yells at me like I'm at, because if you say, if he's upstairs and I'm downstairs, I say, I need, he was like, mom, you don't have to yell. I'm not yelling. I'm just saying, I'm saying it loud so you can hear me. <laughs> he said, he said this to me yesterday morning. He goes, grandma, he goes, mom, guess what? He said, um, my friends say you don't look young. They say you, they, you don't look old. They say you look 29. I said, oh, get out of here. He goes, yes, that's what that to me. He said, and I got to, he said, I have to tell you something. You know what? You really do look good. He said, you look good. You look young. He said, you look, you're really cool. You know, you know, um, so I sometimes when they ask me that, I say, she just got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He keeps it. me laughing. It. He does. But you know, when he meets people, he's so shy. Sometimes he's so shy. But for the most part, at home, he is a chatterbox. You know, he really is in something whole where he learns love. And that if he is ever anybody's husband that is whole, you know, that is 
you know, he has an experience that wholeness. He does it with his godparents, but for his own soul, I don't want him to run after the first skirt he sees. You know what I mean? Like those are the kind of prayers. And God, God did that. If He can do that for Josiah, He can do that for our, our kids as well. Yeah, and, I, and you know, I, I that's such a way to end, Asi, in that yeah. this is going to be a keepsake for your grandson. He's going to watch this one day, and you know, you will have the ultimate restoration of the years that, that the canker worm has. Yes, yes, I, I, I really believe that with you, and. I applaud you and all grandparents out there that are walking this this path because listen, I'm going to be 50 and I have a 10 year old and a six year old boys that the activity alone, yes, uh, yes. the energy yep. alone, the that soccer it and the football and, all the, sports, and all the basketball, things, like it's a cruise ship. It is. It is. I feel like I'm his bus driver. You know what I'm saying? But the his godparents help out so much. Like he is all in all that stuff, and we have to keep him busy with this and that. Yeah, but I'm you just. You know quite, what? Yeah. God is gonna honor your efforts and give you long life and bigger and yep. all all good things. I really believe that. I believe that with this book thing, this is something I would have never done with the book. I would always wish that I could write one, but I believe so much in my soul that this book is going to be a, a, a turning point, a pivot for my life, and that I'm going to be impactful to women my age and, and younger, and that I'll, I'll have a movement of my own. I just believe that. You know? Absolutely. Because women need to hear that despite your trial you can yes. still be victorious yes and and that even despite your chronologic age you still can yes. have impact and victory. that's so, right yes thank you yes. for that message today sure. i really so thankful to have you uh, yes. here with us on the care pod great information right from the source for more information on how to care give like a boss check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.